Hey now, we are getting over and I am the Silver King, Adam Silverstein, here to lead you through these hard times with a special edition of your favorite professional wrestling podcast. That's right, Getting Over is back for a special interview episode as Santos Escobar of Legado del Fantasma and the LWO joins Getting Over for the second time. We are going to preview that conversation momentarily before we get to all of that. A reminder off the top here that the Getting Over Wrestling Podcast is all about the fight. So please, folks, stop being marks for yourselves and go back to being a mark for me. Go back to being marks for the Silver King Adam Silverstein, vintage Chris Vanini, who is not joining us today, and the Getting Over Wrestling Podcast. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Drop those five-star ratings on Apple. Leave a five-star written review. If you do, we will read it live right here on the show. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Getting Overcast for episode drops, news analysis, highlights, and so much more. And don't forget to become an official Getting Overhead. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash Getting Over. You get bonus audio. You get news posts and so much more. Once again, buymeacoffee.com slash Getting Over, where you can remember. I happen to love the number... Five. Now, we already have our WWE Backlash Ultimate Preview along with our WWE Draft Recap in the podcast feed from this week. Be sure to listen to that show if you have not yet. On Thursday this week, we will be coming back with an NXT and AEW episode. And do not forget, on Saturday, we will have a live pre-show for you on Twitter Spaces covering the latest going into WWE Backlash. And Saturday night, as soon as the show goes off the air from Puerto Rico, we will have your WWE Backlash instant analysis podcast for you right here in this podcast feed. But all of that is still to come. Let's talk about what is happening right now. As mentioned, Santos Escobar of Legado del Fantasma and the LWO. He's staying on SmackDown coming out of the WWE draft. But first, he is joining us right here on the Getting Over Wrestling podcast. First time we've spoken to Santos in actually two years. We had a great conversation. I believe it was right before his huge NXT stand and deliver match against JD McDonough. I think it was a ladder match back in 2021. It was one of my favorite interviews that we've ever done right here on the podcast with WWE going to Puerto Rico with Escobar being such a big part of this LWO Judgment Day storyline. We jumped on the opportunity to speak to him for a second time. Not only do we discuss uh, the WWE main roster call-up for all of Legado del Fantasma. We talk about the old LWO as well as the new LWO. I have a discussion as well with him about Dragon Lee joining WWE in NXT, his uh, experience with him back in Mexico, if he had any, and certainly if he picked his brain, if Dragon picked Escobar's brain uh, coming into WWE. We also have some conversations about other luchadors who are kind of creating a new second wave of luchador madness, for lack of a better term, uh, in professional wrestling here in the United States. Not just Legado del Fantasma and Dragon Lee, but Andrade El Idolo, Pentagon, Ray Phoenix, Vikingo. I could keep going. Uh, we have a conversation about them as well, what it means to work with Rey Mysterio, his thoughts for the future of Dominic Mysterio in WWE. And Escobar also shares with me what he believes is the potential 
for WWE to have a huge show in Mexico, perhaps even Mexico City. All of that coming up right now as the Silver King sits down one-on-one with Santos Escobar. I hope everyone enjoys the interview and we'll be back on the other side with some takeaways. And away we go. Excited to welcome Santos Escobar back to the show. For the first time in a couple of years, you can catch Santos and the rest of the LWO across Raw and SmackDown each week, at least for now, as well as WWE Backlash from Puerto Rico coming up soon, Saturday, May 6th on Peacock. Last time we spoke was right in the middle of your NXT run as the long-reigning uh, Cruiserweight champion at the time. A lot has happened to you since then. Of course, you guys got the call to join SmackDown this past October, but I've been curious about the end of your time in NXT because it always seemed from a lot of us, at least on the outside looking in, Legado del Fantasma was ready for the main roster probably a year earlier than you actually got there. How do you guys view that final year in what became NXT 2.0? Well, I would just add uh, to your first introduction. Sure. Uh, next week, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. SmackDown Live from Puerto Rico. True. That would be that would be all. And then the, Very the, good next, point. Night of, the next night, of course. I tried to do, I tried to do all the promo- I tried to do all the promotions so you don't have to, but I did miss that. You are correct for sure. No, no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Um, and we'll get to that absolutely um, later on. But uh, yeah, you said it yourself. I thought I was ready mm-hmm. right after right after that match, precisely. I, I thought to myself, I'm ready for WrestleMania tomorrow if need be. But guess what? Performance Center and NXT exists for a reason. Mm-hmm. And the people in there are there for a reason. Which people? Norman Smiley, mm-hmm. Terry Taylor, Fit Finlay, Steve Carino, Triple H. Sean Michaels, Road Dog, and all the creative team. They knew I needed just a little bit more. Maybe in the execution of what WWE product is, maybe I was ready then. Maybe before that, even before that. Mm -hmm. But to be an overall superstar with all the box checked, I needed more time. I needed more time and maybe... Just the fact that I wouldn't acknowledge that I needed more time, that was enough evidence that I needed more time. Yeah. Because at the end of my time on NXT, I really knew I was ready. Oh, yeah, for when sure. I was, when I was doing the Tony D'Angelo, now I knew I could capture the imagination of the audience, that I could generate the emotions that a superstar needs to generate. The, the very core of WWE is put smiles on people's faces. Yes, that's WWE in a nutshell. But let's go deeper than that. We generate emotions. People get really happy, excited, sometimes sad, sometimes angry. But if you get them to connect with you on that level, then you're ready. Mm-hmm. And back then, when, when, when I had that match that, that you discussed, I was ready, but not 100%. At the end of my, my run on NXT, now I was ready. Now I was doing most of the main events. I was doing live shows. I was doing everything that I needed to do to be able to execute properly on SmackDown, on Raw, and ultimately, of course, WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. That's the end game. 
not just for me, for anyone that does what I do, that should be the end game. Main event, WrestleMania. But to do that, my friend, you got to be ready mm-hmm. because that's maximum exposure. It's the grandest stage of them all, the showcase of the immortals. Yep, absolutely. Now, we're around the same age and seeing LWO come back after 25 years kind of rushed all those memories of Eddie and Psychosis, La Parca, Hoovy, Silver King, right back to me. As a teenager in Mexico, were you watching all of that unfold in WCW? Because I know Mexican fans and Latin fans in the United States, that spoke to them. But being a luchador, or at the time, obviously, still a teenager hoping to become a luchador, were the fans in Mexico as excited about that? Or were they so much more focused still on AAA and CML? Well, mostly uh, Mexican audience is, is focused on Mexican product. Mm-hmm. But but back back then... And I remember this very vividly. I was so excited because all you would hear about is the, the NWO. <laughs> and to have my Mexicanos counter that with the, an idea of their own and have them all on the mix, El Dandy, Villano, Psicosis, mm-hmm. Ciclope, Damian 666, Hector Garza, Eddie Guerrero, eventually Rey Mysterio. And, you know, as a Mexican wrestler or, or wannabe wrestler or soon to become wrestler, luchador, by the way, uh, mm. it was, I was just proud because it meant, it meant that one day I could be there too. That's what it meant to me precisely. That, that, that inspired me to say, hey, if they can do it, I can do it. Which leads me to the next point. Mm-hmm. People ask me, well, what, what do you want your legacy to be? What's the, what are you pursuing? What's, your, what's the dragon you're chasing? I want to inspire people the way these people inspired me. Because maybe in 20 years, 25 years, my son will be leading the next generation of Latinos in WWE. Maybe even sooner, ten mm. years. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, like I think I think that's the main goal, and that's what I felt back then. Because you know, born and raised in Mexico City, WWE sounds very distant. Mm-hmm. It sounds like something that may or may not happen, and it might be the latter. You know, it may not happen. Keep dreaming, keep working. But hey, that's the inspiration I want to give to. All my Mexicanos, Mexicanas, Latinos, Latinas out there who are listening, watching us right now. If I could do it because I was inspired by them and then inspired by Halloween Havoc and then inspired by so many people, I'm here. And if there's anything I can do for you is give you some inspiration so that you can achieve your dreams. And you don't have to be a WWE superstar. Maybe you want to be a doctor. Maybe you want to be a lawyer. Maybe you want to be an athlete. Maybe you want to be a WWE superstar. Just, <laughs> yeah. just keep working. Keep showing up. Sacrifice? Yes, a lot. Hard work? Yes, a lot. But if you keep that dream and that burning desire, trust me, you will achieve it. Yes, you can. Well, it's interesting that you went in that direction because I remember last time we spoke, we did talk about Halloween Havoc and the Eddie and Ray match, how much it meant to you as a teenager. Now we have you and Legato 
Dragon Lee in NXT, but we also have Andrade, Pentagon, Ray Phoenix, Vikingo, uh, Drillistico. I mean, Roosh, we can keep going here. It seems like a new wave of luchadors kind of taking over America, similar to the way all those guys we already talked about did in the 90s. Do you ever think about that or speak with some of those other guys I mentioned and just discuss what you're doing for Lucha Libre in total, but also in the United States? Yeah, of course. I mean, we're all from the same generation, arguably. Right. Um, and and we don't need to to discuss this. We all have the same chip. Uh, we we want to represent. We want to show the world who we are, where we come from, and what we are about. And that's Lucha Libre. And that's what I call my THC. Tradition, heritage, and culture. And yes, I'm addicted to it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's Lucha Libre. That's what, that's what got me here right, right now. Why would I distance myself from the very thing that got me here? Now I want everyone else to know what it is to be a luchador. What it is to be part of a family that has done this for over 50 years. It's a tradition. It's a way of life. And just showing people what the mask means, what the tradition of the mask means, what, what happens when someone tears a mask. If our audiences, our WWE Universe, starting to understand that, and I love it. I really love it because it means that everything we've done and everything Ray has done was for something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Now, I mentioned a moment ago, Dragon Lee, and he's the latest, you know, big time luchador to kind of make that jump to WWE. I know you were largely a AAA guy and he was mostly a CMLL guy at the same time down in Mexico. But given your backgrounds, did he pick your brain at all about making the jump? What NXT is like? What WWE is like? Yeah, of course. And um, when I was on CMLL, he first got from last year. Yeah, it was the last year. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, I always try to give advice to whoever wants to listen. They don't have to be my friends. They don't have to. I don't have to know them. But if we're, we're doing the same thing, it means that they can uh, represent the same things I represent. So even back then, I would give advice to him, to his brother, Dralistico, mm. uh, who was Mystico back then, uh, to Rush. Uh, and then I left for AAA. And then when I came here, he went to AAA. Mm. Uh, and then we met each other. We reconnected here again. And I think that he is an amazing athlete. He is an amazing luchador. And if he uh, can learn all the things that I learned through the, my process on NXT, oh, he's going to be unstoppable. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, the LWO, because we got to get back to that, of course, it was pretty short-lived in WCW. Being able to bring it back now to work alongside Ray, obviously honor Eddie in the process. What was your first reaction when word came down that LWO was coming back and both yourself and Legato were going to be featured so heavily as part of it. I was excited. Again, this is when you want to be ready. You know, you know how they say, stay ready. So mm -hmm. you want to get ready, but they, they only say that they, there's no, there's no book that says <laughs> right. how to stay ready. So, so you don't have to get ready. But in my intelligence, in my experience is, Keep learning, keep growing, because opportunities, the bigger they are, the more responsibility are going to command for you mm -hmm. and, fr and from you. In this case, th it's no different. 
Because here we are, you and I are discussing a subject that I need to be ready to discuss. Mm-hmm. It needs to it needs to be real for me for you to actually connect with it. And when all this thing unraveled, I already had a flag, which is legado del fantasma, and that flag is representation. Mm-hmm. That's a huge word. That's a huge word. Representation. Legado del fantasma means that. And LWO, even more so. What's the difference? LWO resonates with a lot of people, a lot more people if they see the LDF logo. It might or might not ring a bell. But mm. if they see this, it resonates. So there has to be a message underneath it all. That way it won't be short-lived. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That way people, people will of, of other areas in life will be like, yeah, we're Latino world order. Hey, what are you talking about? You're a lawyer. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Right. I'm LWO for life, baby. What are you talking about? You're a doctor. Same thing. You're a cop. Same thing. You're a firefighter. Same thing. You're a school teacher. Even better. LWO represents a lot of things, even more than when it was first created, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And having this backstories, my backstory, race backstory, Selena's backstory, Cruz's and Joaquin's backstory, it just makes it richer because mm-hmm. we're all underdogs. That's who we are. Yeah, you see me. Yeah, but you're you're six one. You can't be <laughs> you can't be another. Yeah, but my my very concept is an underdog, and I love that. Yeah, don't I love that? Because yeah. people would tell me, why are why are you so mean? Why are you so bad? <laughs> well, because that's how I learned to grow. Sometimes you got to cheat <laughs> to make people understand who you are. I'm not saying cheat on everything, but if you're an underdog, you're going to have to go through that ceiling. If that ceiling is is there for a reason, you're going to have to break it by all means. And that's who we are. We're underdogs, but we will prevail. Trust me when I say this. We will succeed. We will prevail because what we have is real. We're not just representing whatever, disrespect. We're good guys. We're bad guys. Yay. No. We represent a lot of concepts that our audiences and society are ready to jump on. Again, representation. And if we can represent our Latinos in America, our Latinos in Latin America, we will do it. And anyone out there who identifies himself or herself as Latino, we will represent you too. Yeah. Latino word order is for everyone. That definitely makes a lot of sense. And I remember last time we spoke, how much it meant to you and how much of a surprise it was to your father at the time to learn about Legado del Fantasma. That's what you were doing. It was named after him and, and all of that. I saw Monday, you know, the music changed and they were mostly referring to you guys as LWO. Is that Legado del Fantasma name? Is that going away? Is it something that's still going to be hanging around? How do you incorporate the Fantasma legacy within what you're currently doing? We will always be Legado del Fantasma. Uh, I don't think that's going to go away okay. anytime soon because that's uh, that's uh, our ID. That's our ID in, in WWE. But right now we're under 
an arguably larger flag, which is the LWO. Mm-hmm. And, and if the goal of any WWE superstar is to reach and connect, LWO is the way for us to reach and connect. And all these matches we've been having is an opportunity for everyone to look and say, oh, wait, look at this guy, Santos. He's got it. Look at these guys, Cruz, Joaquin. Mm. They got Mojo. Hey, Selena, La Reina. She might become the women's champion. You know, that's, that's exactly why LWO is going to work beautifully for us because it's going to elevate us. And by the way, we're also going to elevate the concept. That's what I do. I always do that. Cruiserweight champion, I elevated that division to a position that it had never been before. Right. That's what I do. I take and elevate. And this is going to elevate ourselves. And we are also going to change the perception of that first LWO because we're already doing it. Yeah. And it's what's great is the reactions that you guys have been getting on TV. Over the last couple of weeks, you can hear it. You can see the crowd is buying in. The wrestling, of course, has been fantastic. But building towards Backlash, seeing LWO and Legato within it, picking up that kind of momentum has been fantastic. And I do want to pick your brain about two young guys that you're working with, starting with Dominic Mysterio, because he got off to a little bit of a rough start in WWE, kind of thrown to the wolves during the pandemic alongside his father. Very difficult to even come close to living up to Rey Mysterio, of course. Uh, But watching now what he's doing in the ring, his character work, the way the storyline is unfolding. As someone who's been doing this for a long time, obviously, in Mexico and the United States, what kind of potential do you see for him long term? A lot of potential. A lot of potential. And I've been working with him for two months now, Mm -hmm. almost three months now, uh, singles matches here and there. And I think the best way for a fighter to evolve is fighting. Uh, and uh, Dom is just is doing that. He's fighting. He's getting better. Uh, will he get to the same position where his dad is? I don't know. That depends entirely on him. But uh, let's go back to the same message before. Right. Inspiration. If he's inspired to do it, and, and you said, you, I could have said it better myself. He was thrown at this. He wasn't ready. But here's the thing. He's got something that not many people has, and that's the the Rey Mysterio genetics inside him. He's got the charisma inside him. Now we hate him. We re- we really hate him. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. <laughs> and that means he's doing something right. You know what I mean? Like that's when you realize he's learning. He's learning, and and. I think the more he keeps doing this, the more he will learn and the more he will reach that point where will everyone unanimously say he's ready. Yeah, no, it, he makes will. Sense. it does. Now, as an outside observer, someone who can only see what's happening on television, it's kind of wild to me how well Bad Bunny has picked up wrestling. Just being he's a fan, he's obviously a celebrity with limited time to actually train and, and learn the business. I know he worked with Damian Priest ahead of his WrestleMania match a couple of years ago. I was wondering if you ever got an opportunity to work with him, either in the past or the present, and just what you see from him when he steps in the squared circle. With Bad Bunny? Yeah. Just training, you know, just uh, observing and, and observing and assisting. Uh, the thing is, 
everyone refers to him as celebrity recording artist, uh, multi Grammy winner. Uh, to me, he's a WWE superstar. He's not a fan. He's a WWE superstar. And the way you see it is in the ring. When you're with him, the way he commits to what he's doing, of course, I'm sure he was a fan before, uh, but but now he's a WWE superstar fair and square. And next week, he's got the opportunity to demonstrate that in what I would arguably put as the grandest stage because it's Puerto Rico, El Coliseo de Puerto Rico, the main event, a San Juan street fight against another Puerto Rican, Damien Priest. I think he's, it's, a, it's an amazing opportunity for him to finally, you know, like put the exclamation mark and, and tell everyone that he is a WWE superstar and make no mistake, future Hall of Famer. Yeah. And you mentioned, of course, backlash uh, Saturday in Puerto Rico, uh, Friday before SmackDown in Puerto Rico. I didn't yes, forget, sir. Didn't forget this time. Uh, how important is it that these thousands upon thousands of fans, uh, Latin fans in particular in Puerto Rico and around the world, get to see a major WWE event like this in their area. Because this is not something that WWE does frequently. They do you know, go to Europe occasionally, England. They'll do something over there. It's not regular for to hold an event like this in Puerto Rico outside the continental United States. How important is that for Latinos, fans, and really kids as well? I told you before. It's time. And it's a premium live event that is going to feel like WrestleMania. Because all, all this Puerto Rican audience is going to have the opportunity to watch Friday Night SmackDown and a premium live event back-to-back with all the superstars. Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. Omos with MVP, Damage Control, Selena, Rhea, the LWO. The rest of the SmackDown roster and the extra roster that's going to be there for the draft. It's a it's a huge weekend for WWE. It's a huge weekend for Puerto Rico. It's a huge weekend for Latinos in the world mm-hmm. because because they're going to be able to watch it on Peacock. They're going to be able to watch it on Fox. They're going to be able to partake in this beautiful extravaganza and this beautiful adventure that we're about to embark ourselves upon, which is to bring WWE full steam in Puerto Rico in just one weekend. Yeah. And Santos, I'll get you out of here on this. And I really, of course, appreciate all the time that you've given us today. It's great what's happening in Puerto Rico. I think everyone's really excited about it. Plenty of us wonder what it might be like for WWE to hold a premium live event like this in Mexico. With such an attachment from Lucha Libre fans to the huge promotions down there, the major events like Triple Mania, do you think WWE could find success doing a major show like this down there? And is it anything that you've maybe been pushing with Triple H or anyone else? (laughs) Trust me. Trust me. This weekend means a lot, not just to me, but to any Latino out there and my Mexicanos out there. Of course, Puerto Rico is. It's going to be amazing, but hopefully everything goes as planned, and I know it will. It's already sold out both days. Right. I think we have very few tickets there. So what's the next step? Mexico City? Mm-hmm. The, the Aztec Stadium? 
over 110,000 people there for a premium live event, maybe, for a WrestleMania, maybe. The superstars are ready for it. We're ready for it. Mexico is ready for it. Latin America is ready for it. And yes, every time I can, I mention it <laughs> to whoever <laughs> wants to listen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When I got here, that's all I wanted. Uh, again, I wasn't ready. But right now, I think the stage is there. It's set. We're ready to go. We're ready to rock and roll. Take over the world. First step, Puerto Rico next weekend. Yep. Then perhaps Mexico. Let's ask Triple H after the show. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Now you're going to be able to catch Santos Escobar, Legado del Fantasma, and the LWO every week as of right now across Raw and SmackDown. We'll see what happens with the WWE draft, but also from yeah. Puerto Rico one Friday from now for SmackDown on Friday night and WWE Backlash on Saturday night, the latter of which you can watch on Peacock Santos. Thanks again for all the time. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Best of luck this weekend and going forward in WWE. Thank you so much, my hermano. Uh, see you soon. And if if you're there or any of your friends are there at the press conference after Backlash, ask Triple H. <laughs> are we doing this in Mexico soon? I have a feeling that's going to happen, whether it's me or anyone else, I promise you. Thanks again. Appreciate right. the time. Thanks again to Santos for joining the show. It is just always such a pleasure to sit across, I would say the table, but in this case, across a camera from someone like him who you can just tell is so incredibly passionate, both about professional wrestling and his own culture and being able to show that on such a stage like WWE provides. You know, folks, we've been talking about it for years, ever since Escobar debuted in NXT and definitely since Legato Del Fantasma formed. He is just such a great representative of WWE, both in the present and what, what it wants to become in the future. Whether he ever gets an opportunity to become WWE champion or world heavyweight champion, that's just an unknown at this point. But the way he is being presented now, I hope everyone who didn't really watch the NXT product, but watches the main roster product, knows what I've been talking about, or understands, I should say, what I've been talking about for years, that his ceiling is just immensely high. This is a guy who should be firmly in the upper mid-card of WWE in the long term. We're talking intercontinental, United States champion, like multiple times. And really, he has the skill, both in the ring and on the mic, just you can tell the way he carries himself, the way he speaks, he can be a main eventer in WWE. And I truly hope that he gets that opportunity down the line. I thought it was a brilliant conversation. I appreciate him taking so much time to speak with us. I appreciate WWE for making him available. And of course, I'll just one more time, since they did it, I'll promote the fact that both SmackDown and Backlash this coming Friday and Saturday emanate from Puerto Rico. Of course, SmackDown, Fridays on Fox, you guys know the drill, 8 p.m. Eastern. WWE Backlash, 8 p.m. Eastern on Peacock this coming Saturday. On that note, let us not forget, the Getting Over will be here for you twice on Saturday. First, with a live pre-show on Twitter Spaces, Saturday, late afternoon, early evening, time to be determined. But if you follow us on Twitter at Getting Overcast, you will get a reminder. You'll be able to join the live space. It's a last minute preview for Backlash. We also open up the mics. We let you guys ask questions, provide comments. It's a great community experience 
Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Getting Overcast for the live Twitter spaces and episode drops, news, highlights, analysis, all that good stuff. We'll be tweeting live during Backlash. We will also have pre and post show polls that you get to vote in for your pre show expectation grade and your post show final grade for Backlash. That will contribute to our instant analysis podcast that we will be publishing right here for WWE Backlash as soon as that show goes off the air. I appreciate all of you listening to this interview with Santos Escobar. On the way out, one more reminder that this podcast is all about the five. So head on over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Drop those five-star ratings on Apple. Leave a five-star written review. If you do, we will read it live right here on the show. Two episodes down, two more to go this week and getting over. So at this point, the Silver King is going to sign off and leave you with just three final words. Bye for now.